Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. And before we get started, I just want to let you all know, some of you may have noticed already, that I'm currently releasing two podcasts a week rather than one. And so I had recorded tons of podcasts Um, about eight months worth of podcasts in advance. And I was publishing them every other week, the Nakshatra series and then Moon Through the Sign series. And I was thinking that if you have Moon in Pisces, it's going to take forever (laughs) for you to get to your podcast. So I decided to double up um, two podcasts a week. And I'm not sure how long that's going to last, you know, and sometimes it'll be three a week if I do a special or you know, a forecast, but there's lots of content right now. And I don't know how long that is going to be a thing. So I just wanted to give you all a heads up as to what is going on. So now we'll have a podcast coming out on Monday and Friday should be the schedule. So be watching out for that. And this is our new moon forecast, which I always look forward to recording. So thank you so much for being here and being interested. And as I always say, this podcast would not exist without listeners. And so thank you so much for being here and motivating it to happen. I appreciate you wherever you are. And as always, um, if you're driving in your car, I hope that you are being safe. and being centered, just taking a few deep breaths. If you are at home seated, I hope that you can take a moment to get out a notepad and pen, um, to take some notes, or just curl up with a cup of tea and give yourself some personal time. And I know some of you listen at work as well. Wherever you are, (laughs) I hope that you can just take a moment to um, let this be for you, hopefully, and, and work it into your schedule for the month, for this upcoming couple of weeks. So this upcoming new moon is going to be in the sign of Aquarius. And of course, more specifically, we want to look at the nakshatra. And this nakshatra is going to be Shadabishak. And so Shadabishak is the hundred healers, the hundred physicians of the zodiac. And so there is this connotation towards healing, um, remedial measures, collaboration. And that is something with Aquarius, right? Aquarius is the 11th sign of the Zodiac. And so it takes on that 11 house energy, right? Which is network circles, friends. It's also our hopes and wishes, um, our social structure, if you will. And so Aquarius has this strong connection towards community and friendship and network and making the world a better place. Like revolutionary energy is seen with Aquarius. They can be very rebellious at times. Um, And Shadabishak being in the sign of Aquarius, it really seeks to collaborate with those around them. So if you look at the sky and you look where Shadabishak, the lunar mansion of the sky is, it's like so full of stars that it looks kind of just like a mass in the sky. And so what I think about when I hear that is this importance of seeking help from other people, the importance of how connected we all are 
we're constantly interacting and creating space together. And Shada Bishak is harnessing those connections to heal themselves and to heal those around them. And so with this new moon, and you know, there are a few different things to consider, but I would say with this new moon, it is a good time to be a little bit more involved in health and healing, looking out for your health. It's also a good time to get a massage, get acupuncture, go to the health store and get healthy food. It's a good time to ask for help. And we have this mentality in the West that everything should be done by ourselves and there's a glory in independence. And Shadavishak kind of undermines that. And there's a beauty in being able to reach out to your community and reach out to your friends, reach out to other people for help, for introspection, somebody to act as a sounding board, etc. And there is going to be a Rahu on this new moon. Rahu is aspecting the new moon and that can bring anxiety. It can bring neurotic thinking patterns. It can bring just kind of like difficult anxiety can be seen with this. And with that being said, when you approach people to collaborate with, make sure that it is a collaboration and not a one-sided experience. And so, you know, when you're talking with your friends, you also give them time to talk and you hold space for them to have their experience. It's not just, you know, about me because sometimes when we spin out or we have anxiety, it can easily become totally about us because we need a lot in that moment. And that's totally fine. So long as we can repair that, you know, and also hold space for the person in front of us whenever we can find ourselves regulated, if you will. So if you do seek out to a friend, if you're having anxiety or feeling anxious, just make sure that once you're grounded, you can also return the favor and hold space for them. The last thing I want um, is to create miscommunication. And that is because Mercury is retrograde. Mercury went retrograde on February 16th, and it's going to remain retrograde until March 10th. And so that's something to be looking out for as well. And so what Mercury retrograde can do is cause miscommunication, which we want to avoid, right? It can cause smaller issues. So if you're working on a project, if you're working on a paper, maybe the tendency to make mistakes is going to be higher. So it's a good time to double check your work, make sure you've crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's revising your paper before sending it in. If you're sending an important email, making sure that the email is correct, that the email goes through. Mercury retrograde affects communication, our analytical ability, and technology the most. And so there may be glitches with your technology, glitches with your car or computer. It causes you to also sometimes have to do things twice. So Mercury retrograde is a great time to do anything that starts with RE. So revise, revisit, reassess, reflect, reconcile. So going back to things that have already been completed and brushing them up, polishing them off, cleaning out your closet, 
cleaning out your email, especially things with technology. It's a really good time to revisit those areas. And miscommunication is huge, especially if you're a very mercurial person. So if you're a Virgo rising, Virgo moon, Gemini rising, Gemini moon, if mercury is a key feature in your chart, mercury retrograde is probably going to affect you more than other people. So if you are utilizing that new moon energy to collaborate, just make sure that your communication is on. Be very careful with miscommunication. And again, if you're thinking about starting a big project, I highly recommend waiting until after Mercury goes direct, which is on March 10th. There are remedial measures for Mercury retrograde. Creating mudra with your hand, an energetic channel, and mantra with your voice. And so if you're interested in meditation, you can find a comfortable seated position on your shins or cross-legged. You'll connect your thumb and your pinky. So you'll rest your hands on your knees, palms face up. I mean, you could do palms face down as well. Connect your thumb and your pinky together. And so this is Buddha Mudra for Mercury. This is Mercury's Mudra. And then you'll chant either out loud or to yourself, Om Buddhaya Namaha. Om Buddhaya Namaha. And so that is the mantra for Mercury. But the thing with mantra is that we're saying the name of the planet, and it's kind of like asking the planet to do us a favor. We're not like demanding it, right? And so we want it to sound sweet. So if you do choose to say this mantra out loud, it can sound something like, Om Buddhaya Namaha. And you may be a better chanter or singer than me, <laughs> but you can do that 108 times on a mala bead, or you can set a timer and chant for three to five minutes. That is going to be a powerful remedial measure to lessen the effect of mercury retrograde. So that can be very helpful as well. And so other things to be looking out for, this should publish before the date, but we were talking about how this upcoming transit is very similar to that of 9-11. And so what is different is that on 9-11, Mars and K2 were both in the nakshatra of Mula, in the sign of Sagittarius, and there was a Jupiter aspect. So Jupiter was sitting in Gemini seven signs away. Now, this month, Jupiter is sitting across from Gemini. So it's actually sitting with K2 and Mars in the sign of Sagittarius. And so because Jupiter is in its own sign, I'm hoping that this will bring a more spiritualizing nature to this energy. This is what I am hoping for, right? The energy is extremely similar to that of 9-11 for sure. Um, but it is, there are, you know, there are differences as well. And so it's certainly not the time to panic, but it is the time to be careful. And so I wouldn't travel in this time. I would definitely lay low. I wouldn't take any risks. Um, I wouldn't start any conflict 
as discussed on the previous podcast, we do have as study as people who study astrology, when we know that this energy is occurring, we have the responsibility to harness it in a way that's positive. And so we can we really can avoid things and create the world that we want. And so being super kind to yourself, kind to others, treating your body with the respect, treating those around you with respect, not acting haphazardly, you know, really being careful driving. Um, let's see, what else did I want to discuss? So Mars will have passed the degrees of the eclipse because as discussed in the previous podcast, what's going to be so triggering is when Mars passes over the degree points of the of the eclipse that happened in December. So in December 2019, we had a massive eclipse. And so Mars in the month of February is passing over the degree points in Sagittarius of that eclipse, which can trigger events. And so by the time um, this new moon comes, Mars would have already passed those degrees, but not by a whole lot. So, you know, it's still going to be kind of a hot and spicy time. I'm not going to lie. I would actually say that the highest tension time is going to be between February 19th to February 25th, because Mars is going to be really close to those degree points that we saw from the eclipse. So if you can, during that time period, just lay low, take it easy, don't take any risks. If you can avoid traveling, try to avoid traveling, um, being safe, driving, all of that good stuff. And another thing is the moon is in the sign of Aquarius with the sun because it is a new moon. And that means that the moon and the sun are together, conjunct in the sky. And the sun is the government. Mercury is also retrograding in the sign of, of Aquarius. And so we have the sun and the moon in Aquarius with a retrograding Mercury. So the sun is the government. Mercury is communication. I'm seeing that there may be some more upfront and loud messages in the media about wanting revolution. There's going to be maybe more voice around protesting. And because Mercury is retrograding, the communication may be a little bit distorted. It may be fragmented in some way. And that's something to be watching out for as well. Venus has been in the sign of Pisces for the past, you know, several weeks. And Venus will move into the sign of Aries on February 28th. And so depending on where Venus is in your chart, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but Venus will move into Aries and that does add extra passion, um, in relationship, especially because Venus is passion and Aries is this fiery, impulsive energy. So there may be more impulsivity in relationship. There's also going to be an aspect of K2. And so that can bring a lot of spirituality into relationship. 
You may even meet someone who you feel like you've met before, depending on where Venus is placed, right? You always want to look at the chart holistically. Um, but it can, it's a good time to add spirituality into your relationship. So maybe meditating with your partner, um, having coaching sessions with your partner, all that good stuff. And so this is what I've got for the new moon forecast. I don't even think I said what day it is, but it'll be in the title. The new moon is going to take place on February 23rd, 2020, around 9.30 a.m. And so depending on where you are in the world, it's going to be at a little bit different of a time. And I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. So if you've been listening to this and you follow Western astrology, it's not going to be correct. If you want to learn more about the difference, I have two different segments on it, and there's tons of information on the internet. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, if you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga, and please follow my Instagram for astrologynow, astrologynow underscore podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. Thank you so much.